You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to the My Top 5 podcast, where it's our duty to disagree with personal preference. I am your host, Fleur Shomo. And I'm your co-host, Luke Shomo. Hi, Luke. Hello. How, how are we? I was going to ask how your week is, but we're in the middle of like a crazy thing right now. Um, obviously a crazy this- thing is one way to say it. <laughs> Small crazy thing. Um, obviously, this is not probably going to come out for a month, but um, right now we're literally in the middle of the results of the presidential election. And they're going in a good direction right now. So right now, they're keep going in a good direction. Knock on wood that a month is still that way. That's what we're hoping. I know. I'm like, I, that's why I caveated with we're a month probably ahead of schedule. So if anything yeah. goes wrong after this, it's not our fault. You can't blame us. There's a lot of threatening <laughs> lawsuits and jargon and rhetoric going around. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Fingers but crossed. right now, it's looking very good. I've slept probably about three hours every night for the past three nights, if yep. that. So yep. I'm kind of running Same. on. Same. Um, but before we get into that anymore, I want to uh, introduce our guest today. Woo-hoo. Are you ready for that? I am. <laughs> um, I am really honored today to introduce our guest, Mr. 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 Matthew Mr. <laughs> I've given myself a list. Mr. Matthew Lillard. Hello, Matthew. Hey, what's happening? Do we do we call you Matthew or Matt? What do you? I don't want to. You can call me anything this side of shithead. <laughs> So not not shithead specifically. No, I appreciate you don't call me Shaggy. If you don't, actually, the, oh. the worst is when someone comes up and is like, "What's up, Scooby Doo?" I'm like, "Bro, they call I'm Scooby. Scooby. <laughs> I'm Shaggy." I'm not only, when, only when you're drunk at a bar and you're like, "Bro, stop." <laughs> How often I'm do you a grown ask ass to do man the, to do the voice? Is it like all the time? That's got to be. That's got to be. I a don't lot. know. It's not really that often. Um, I mean, look, I do it a lot. Like, I do it as a joke all sure. the time. Like, I have a, there's a great story. I was in this movie, a great little movie called Finders Feed, directed by Jeff Probst that nobody ever saw, but like, um, Ryan Reynolds is in it, and oh. James Earl Jones is in it, and oh, Robert wow. Forrester, God bless his soul. It's a Dash Miok. It's a great movie. And um, at some point, the director, who is Jeff Probst, who's the host of Survivor, is screaming at the producer and they're they're arguing across the set it's hugely like high stakes moment and it goes quiet like the fight ends like you could hear a pin drop and james earl jones goes luke i'm your father motherfucker <laughs> and no the entire set erupts in oh like my joy. gosh that's amazing. So I try to do that with Shaggy voice. It's not nearly as dramatic as James Earl Jones voice. Not quite wow. as booming. Um, it's quite. not as beautiful and as like <laughs> lush. And you don't ever want to make sweet love to a voice like his, like I like mine. But um, I went to James's voice. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like my yeah. voice is like scratchy and horrible, and his voice is like God bless it. 
It's amazing. Yeah, By the way, are we allowed to cuss in yes, this podcast? I, don't, I, tr- I usually don't cuss, but I felt like the, the MFR there was pretty appropriate. You've already said shithead, so we're in it now. I did. Yeah. Well, I said you can call me anything this side of that. Okay. I've written down you, not And to if say you really want to call me that, you yeah. can. I mean, we're new friends, Luke, so I feel like I want to start off on I the might, best foot. I might try it on for size and we'll just see how it goes. It's probably in the middle it's of the interview. Good. But I was going to yeah. say, try in somewhere. Yeah, the connection's yeah. going bad, Luke. The connection's getting bad. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, shit, so shithead here. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so how's your week been, Matthew? Yeah, how are you I dealing heard you guys with this? The intro. Yeah, it's you know it's been very um, it's been very interesting. I have three kids, so I have an eighteen year old, a sixteen year old, and a twelve year old boy. Two girls and a boy. And you know the loss in two thousand sixteen of Hillary Clinton left both of my daughters and my wife in a puddle, literally like not getting out of bed for days. And so within that, in the shadow of that, we have raised, you know, in the, and the, and the women's March that happened afterwards, this um, generation, these young people are coming up as warriors. I mean, I classify both of my daughters as like these little, these badass women, these young badass warriors. And so for me, it's been like a, a real moment because I didn't know what would happen to my family if Donald Trump won again. Cause I think that my daughters would like, just would be ready to call it quits on America. And I love yep. America, but I think that we, I mean, we literally are those people that crashed the Australian website the first time around that we're looking at houses in Canada and wondering to ourselves, how do we restart our lives in a different country? Yeah. Right. So the idea that right now, I agree, Luke, that we're in, it feels like we're in a very precarious position. The reality is at the end of the day or the end of the next four days, it's going to be overwhelming the the actual victory for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, 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 I'm relieved because my life isn't because I believe there's hope again for my kids. There's hope for yes. me. And I think the country is actually in a, in a, on, a, on a better path to healing itself. And look, a, a woman of color is now the vice president. Yeah. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's, absolutely it's amazing. amazing. And, and I just, I'm tired of talking about how bad things are. And I just want to start celebrating the fact that Georgia was motivated by Stacey Abrams, Stacey Abrams and Killer Abrams, Mike yeah. and yep. changing the dynamic of what's happening there in Nevada and like in Arizona. I mean, these moments to reestablish the blue wall and, and, you know, the Midwest is these are huge successes yeah. that speak to like to my hope to what the future is for our country and, and back on a path. And like, like, like no matter what, there has to be change. Like yes. the things that have been called out, the, the, the things that we have awoken to and these kids have awoken to have got to be changed. Right. So I'm excited. So good. I mean, week. You, yeah, good you week. just summed up everything good that week. I've probably been yeah. tweeting. So. Sorry. I no, talk too much. Good. I talk no, too much. No. That's why you're here. And I've had, co- I've, been, I've been literally sleeping for like three hours a night and drinking ten times my body weight in coffee. So <laughs> I talk fast too much. Sorry. No, you're um, fine. Literally, our, people don't want to hear us talk anymore. They want to hear you talk. Oh so god, they're so fine. sick of us. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. When did you guys start the pod? Um, well, I'm immediately gonna start asking you questions. Yeah, year and a half, right? A year and a half no. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish. And how's it going? New. It's great. Yeah, fun, we yeah. we honestly have done way better so far than we thought we ever would, and yeah, um, we just we just signed, so we're 
um, to a label that's gonna, you know, help us take the next level, which I which I think will be great fun. So. Yeah. yeah, most of our uh, most of our connections are in the music industry, so we've talked yeah. to a lot of musicians and people in that world. So that's been cool. Just get to I don't know, you just get to talk to a huge broad strip spectrum of people, so it's really fun. It's always it's interesting good. to hear what subjects people pick as well, because some people come out with the strangest stuff that you'd never expect them to pick, and you're like, "Well, I think my first subject was like getting old, the top five things, <laughs> the top five myths of getting old." That would be and interesting. Then, I don't I like think that. anyone wanted to take that on, but I, I'm interested in that topic. I'll, if we have success today, I'll come back and we can do that topic. Okay. <laughs> there, I there, I was, yeah. What? So, I was saying, I turned thirty this year, and I feel like. Uh, all my bones are a little creakier just soon as oh I turn 30, God. but Luke's yeah. a young buck over yeah, here. I know. Oh my Terrible. God. I know. I know. I was 20 years old when you were born. That's, I was uh, in New York as like, well, maybe I wasn't in New York yet, but I was damn close to going to New York and being like a 21 year old actor in the streets of New York, which is hilarious. How long were you in New York? Um, I went from like 21 to 20. Seven twenty six. It was very fun. It was funny. The first time I grew up, in, I mean, I grew up in Detroit, yeah. Michigan, just outside Detroit. Moved to California um, with my mom and dad when I was a kid, and then um, was an actor and discovered I was an actor. I went to college for a year and started a theater company for a year and a half. Um, went back to college, tried to do that. Went to acting school in L.A. and at some point went to New York. And I was in New York for like six years and I came back to California to audition for a pilot. And the same day I auditioned for the pilot, I, I auditioned for this movie called Scary Movie, which ended up being Scream. And so I came back to shoot Scream in California and then just moved back to California. But if I wasn't for that film, I probably I don't think I'd still be in New York. Right. Um, but I came I back to California earlier. Yeah. The rest is history. Here I'm in a real storytelling mood. This is very know, strange. That's great. two stories. I, I try to avoid stories. I hate talking about. I hate talking about the same thing on pod. So I try to yep. like. I gotta. You gotta sort of change sure. your narrative. Yep. Um, but for some reason, I'm in a storytelling mood. I don't know why. Well, that's why we. Um have this thing where we get them to pick the subject so people can talk about stuff they might not have spoken about before. Like, cause you know, oh, that's with, good with that's like smart. musicians, they talk about, you know, the same thing right. over and over again. So if they come on and talk about something else they really love, then that's why we, yeah. we've done it this way. Um, so you did bring up scream. I want to talk about obviously just quickly a bit of your background highlights of your um, movie uh, <laughs> list, which is very long. It's ridiculous. Uh, SLC Punk, Scream, Hackers, a personal favorite of Hackers. mine. <laughs> Hack the planet. The planet. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'd much rather somebody call me serial killer than Shag or for Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, Hacker came, Hackers came up in one of our other episodes. I picked it for a thing. Um, you've obviously done Scooby-Doo. You did The Descendants with George Clooney. I mean, these are just highlights, but is there one very basic question? Is there a specific movie that you're like super happy that you did super in love with it's your favorite yeah i mean you know i i do think that i mean for me i look i i love acting i, I would have been an actor by the way at any given time like a kid can walk around behind me <laughs> this, this i'm in the kitchen because i have children in the classes my wife could walk in and go what i mean who knows what's going to happen so i apologize for interrupting is it a dog going by yeah, that is a dog going by. 
who now she wants to get out. So I'm going to hold on. Oh, yeah, fire. do it. Um, yeah, but the, look, the, the, I, I am an actor that loves acting and I love doing what I, I'm like that guy that grew up doing the thing he loved, right? And I think that's actually probably true with a lot of musicians because a musician starts in high school, finds oh, a little yeah. success, right. and they're like, hey, I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's somehow that keep doing it because nobody ever stops them breaks in a way that becomes a career. And for me, th- like as an actor, there's that same thing. Like you just, so nobody, ever, like when I was a kid, people were like, oh, you don't suck. And it's amazing how when you're insecure and lost in a teenage body, when somebody says you don't suck, how that can change your life. It like gives you courage. It buoys you, inspires you. And so I just kept going because I didn't suck. And then eventually I looked around and I'm 50 years old and now I have a career that spanned 30 years. I mean, that's sort of how it happened for me, right? And so within that, like all these movies – good and bad, you sort of love them all because they're your kids and you got to do what you love to do. And I love doing what I do. So when I watch me do what I do, I actually have fun watching me. Right. You know, it's like, it's not like, look, I think there are terrible moments of a career. I think that there are terrible moments of an actor. Like, I think it's hilarious to watch me in a movie like Scream where I'm chewing the scenery and doing way too much and I'm horrible. Um, But I love it. But you sort of like you love it. So but like, if I had to. No, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. The, if I had to choose like two highlights there um, is SLC Punk, which for me was a movie that I got to be the star of that the movie rested on my shoulders. Um, it's a movie. It's so funny that we're talking. Hold on a sec. It's a movie for me that. Um, you know, I just didn't, I didn't get that many opportunities in my career to do that as a young person. But this is like in my kitchen. I was no just about to way. ask, I was just about to ask about the Blue Mohawk, if you like, loved it's having it. It's <laughs> in my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen. And so that's awesome. Me. It's like a Polaroid on the day of set. Amazing. The, the fake Mohawk. That's um, so cool. So for me, and it's also a movie that, look, I, I'm a big fan and I, I try, I do try to talk about this a lot is I do think that the transaction of fame can change a kid's life, right? That if you find you're a convention and you see somebody that's struggling with addiction or somebody that's LGBTQ and you see that in them and you can reach out and say, I see you, I love you, I see you, I respect you, I see you, you have a place. That power of fame can impact somebody's life in a profound way. And I I love that and respect that power and I love that power. Not that I think my fame is interesting at all to me, but it can affect people's lives and I and I love that. And that yeah. movie specifically, you can find a little punk rock kid who is lost in their lives and found themselves represented on film in a way that is profound for them in that moment. And so like I'll walk down a street and if I have 10 people say, Hey, you're that guy from that movie. Um, you know, two of them will say scream. Three of them will say Scooby-Doo and like five of them will say SLC punk changed my life. And so for me, I love that movie selfishly cause I was the lead, but I also love the legacy of that movie. Um, and then the other one is I directed a movie called fat kid rules the world which is about an obese teenager that finds punk rock music and becomes a drummer. Um, 
that like won the audience award at South by Southwest and who's a labor of love for like nine years. And I finally got it directed and I'm super proud of it and I love it. So those are my two highlights. I did see that you said about directing. I don't know how recent it was because um, you've obviously started mm-hmm. stepping into those like roles more and more, especially like recently you did the um, political stuff with, uh, what was his name? Steve Connell? Steve. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I love that you said that it's your way of kind of stepping back, but helping new actors kind of find, you know, their rhythm, how they can act and helping them with that kind of stuff. So is, are you going to like look to doing more directing? If I could never act again and direct the rest of my life, I would. Really? Yeah. Really? That's awesome. I mean, you have to remember, I mean, I've also been acting since I was like 13. So, and the parts I'm given, which I'm appreciative of, I love my job. I don't get to do George Clooney roles. Right. Right. I mean, my job (laughs) is never going to give me the opportunity to like stretch to enough to you know, sort of be inspired to go to work every day. Well, you do say that. I love my job. I was going to say, you say that, but like some of your TV credits, I mean, recently you did a National Geo uh, Barkskins, which is like period. And then awesome. (laughs) Super fun. Super fun. Like I would do like, you know, I did Bosch, which is great. I just did, I did Twin Peaks, which I'm, I was going to say Twin Peaks. I've ever had was Twin Peaks. Um, and And I love those opportunities. Um, but I would, I would still trade all of those one-shots. Those are sort of one-shots, right? You're a guest on somebody's show. It's not your show, right? It's somebody else. You're like a guest at somebody else's Thanksgiving dinner. And as lovely as that is, and you love that, sort of being at their dinner, you still feel like a guest on somebody else's set. So, What's the directing part that you love so much? Like, what, what is it about it specifically that... I like leading. I, yeah. like, I, like, I like trying to... I'm a communal person, yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> Pouring more champagne. Get it, girl. You do you do that thing. Today's a day of celebration. Yes. I almost want to pop open my own bottle of bubbly. Um, but I like leading people. I like, for me personally, I like, to, I like being the storyteller, obviously, because all I do today, this morning, is talk. Sorry. I know, it's, but it's very strange. It's uh, it's, it is why I hate pods because you get on them and you talk the whole time, and at the end of it, you're like, that's so narcissistic. No, it's why we put you no, on no. it. Yeah. We um, love hearing it. But the, the idea of, I like leading people. I like sort of, to me, the, the number one thing in like the creative world is tribe. Like I love being surrounded by people on the same journey, trying to make something incredible. And I like, I mean, look, I, even every film I've ever done, I, tr- I my whole thing was like, and this is the thing I try to teach my kids is the thing I believe in. If you don't try to be the best ever, if you don't, if you're not trying to be incredible, then you have no chance to be anything else other right. than, than good. Like greatness lies in striving to be incredible. Like to be incredible takes effort and the courage to say, I'm trying to be incredible. And I think that if you can lead, I know that's, you know, it may be naive, but if you can lead and inspire people to sort of buy into a vision, and that's what a director does. We are going this way. Yeah. We are making this film. We are going to make something incredible. And or we are going to have joy as we're doing this thing that we all like, which is just as 
valuable an experience, um, then that's, I, I don't know. I, I like that. I like that challenge. Yeah. I feel so inspired right now. I know, man. <laughs> Let's Grab go. By the Let's, balls. Go. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> Attack. Um, tell us a little bit I will bit say about- that that has no, been, sorry, that, that has no, been like the number one problem in our, in our family over the last 72 hours is that my wife looks at the TV and goes, this is horrible. And I look at the TV as like, no, it's not. It's we're going to, we're going to win. Yeah. And (laughs) that's the yin and yang of our relationship is that she's like fearful. And I'm like, we're going to do it. <laughs> I was like on Twitter, like, cause I saw a bunch of my friends be like, this is terrible. And I was like, everyone needs to calm down. We knew it was going to go this way to begin with. And I was like motivating everyone. Like we're okay. <laughs> I went in pessimistic just to temper my, just be like, let's not get ahead. And then I'll be pumped if it goes the way it should. And it's gone the way it should. So now I'm stoked. Yeah. It's been my outlook. So let's I want to say this last political thing is that yes. it is hard to reconcile 68 million people voting that we're going in the right direction. I know. I honestly it's really cannot hard. even believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it wasn't just a blue entire country, but that's just me. I don't, I don't under, and I don't understand that. And I just think that speaks to the tribalism right now that's happening that is being stoked by news outlets and being stoked by the internet and I believe being stoked by Russians and yeah. infiltrating and, and Donald Trump and it's just it just has to like there is so much more that we have in common that separates us it's ridiculous I think it yeah. just shows that and what's the most sad to me is just that the political agenda side of it is more important than anything about character or things that really matter to yeah. people and it's just such a it's a sobering and sad reality I think but yeah, he's, I mean, he's still, even this morning, talking about not leaving the White House. And right. who knows what's going to happen when this pod drops and this all could be for naught. Yeah, so. right. I, will, I will say that uh, the, Bi- the Biden team released a great tweet that was like, he can, people can say whatever they want, like, people are deciding this, all the votes are going to be counted, and we can remove trespassers from the White House. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that didn't help, though. Like, we're trying to, like, damp down. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want. You, you you sort of you sort of need to. The great thing is like every time during the campaign, he would punch and then Biden would counterpunch. Their social yeah. media team would counterpunch, and I think you have to like you're, you like you have to punch a bully in the mouth. Um, and the best sort of punching is when you're when you've won. It's easy yeah. to you know. It's like, dude, it's time for you to go. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry. All right. What is our list? The, uh, what do we? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I was just going to say, if you want, I wanted to ask a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons and your company. If you wanted to talk about that at all, do you have any? Oh I, I, I God, am not. Luke. I, no. I, here's the problem: is he's you're going to be so let down. I'm a fraud. I don't know anything. I, I was just like, <laughs> I, we good. know that you're into it, and I was like, let's let's ask what this company is. Let's let's figure this out. Teach me. Luke, show me. What is this? You are my favorite. Flora, I used to love you most, but now I love Luke most. In fairness, Flora um, was the one that prompted these questions. God I bless. That, I so have a feeling Flora does most her. of the work. Yeah, I'm just here for the you ride. You sort of log in. What time is it? Noon? Let's log in. <laughs> All right, let's go. Um, no, here's... So, yeah. So, um, thank you for asking, actually. It means a lot to me. I would have... I was like going to... Do I pick my top five to get around and talk about the thing I really want to talk about? Mm, I'm not going to do that. But... Um, so yeah, so we, so I have a company called Beetle and Grimm's, um, 
And I know it sounds like a weird name for a company, but um, I'm not judging. So when you were young, when both of you were young and doing fun things in high school, uh, that's not true. Actually, let me start back. So if so, when we when I was a kid, right, and back in the seventies, because I'm fifty years, I'm much older than two of you put together. The um, we would run around and you'd play football and then you'd ride on your bikes and then you like in the middle of summer you didn't have a computer, you didn't have a screen, and you're like, what are we gonna do today? And David Larson in in Tustin, California, it's like we should play this game called Dungeons and Dragons, which just came out. And so I started playing in like 1977 with huh. a bunch of kids in my neighborhood. And it was like, you know, we were it was like Stranger we, Things. <laughs> it was exactly like Stranger Things. In fact, that's my life. With Demi Gorgon, <laughs> that's like I defeated it. Um, but we would play D&D. And then when we got to high school, I was like, oh, there are women in the world. There are girls. I don't want to play D&D anymore. This is dorky. And I don't want to be a dork because I'm so insecure in who I am. I went to college acting school. I was 21 years old. My roommate at the time, John Ciccolini, had all of his Dungeons and Dragons book in his bookshelf. And I'm like, why do you have D&D books? He's like, I play. And I was like, we should play. Like, that would be amazing. We could get drunk and then play D&D. <laughs> It'd be so cool. And we had two other buddies of ours. I was like, you guys play D&D? And they're like, yeah, we play D&D when we were kids. And so like, we all got together and decided to play Dungeons and Dragons one night after the Super Bowl at, in, the, in, this, in the lobby of this Broadway theater at 50th and Broadway. Amazing. So we were 21 years old, and that same group of four guys still plays Dungeons and Dragons today. Wow, that's awesome! Is it the, so, is it the same? Uh, what's it called? Uh, campaign. Not, campaign. <laughs> yeah, no, m- multiple <laughs> campaigns. But we did play a campaign for like seven years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and in that campaign, my character's name was Beetle. Oh, and okay. my buddy's campaign, my buddy's character's name was Grim. So we are Beetle and Grim. Oh, and what that's we cool. did. So we were in the middle of so like three years ago. They're all we're all relatively successful. We're all married. We all have kids. Charlie's divorced now, but we all are sort of like midlife, right? And we had a full on midlife crisis. We were like, we want to do something else. Like we we want to figure out something else to do with our lives. And like for like a year, we would bang around ideas like let's open a bar. Let's, um, you know, let's do a box company. Let's do an escape room, like a mobile escape room. Like, what about the, and and one day my buddy Bill called up and said, hey, I have an idea. Can you, can everyone come over next Saturday? And he brought us all over. He's like, here's my idea. Um, We're going to create a box company for Dungeons and Dragons. So basically, if you love Pearl Jam, right, and you are a fan of Pearl Jam, you're going to buy this, you know, you're going to you're going to download the music when it comes out, but a real fan will go out and buy like the vinyl. Like that's right, like yeah. right. the liner notes and all that. But the epic fan will go out and buy the boxed edition when the boxed edition comes out. Gotcha. And so we are the boxed edition for Dungeons and Dragons. So That's we cool. sell a very a highly curated, very bespoke $500 box that wow. Dungeons and Dragons releases three adventures a year. And so we release a box component with those, with that, with that Dungeons so and Dragons. So you work release. with Dungeons and Dragons or yeah, this so is, oh, amazing. Yeah, so we're a licensee of Dungeons and Dragons. That's wow. awesome. 
Yeah. And so we like we went into it was very funny. The beginning of the company is like, let's do it. That's awesome. Let's do it. Okay, cool. (laughs) And so we got I got invited (laughs) to a streaming game, which people are streaming a lot of Dungeons and Dragons right now online and on Twitch. And Dungeons and Dragons was hosting like the streaming convention. And the two sort of heads of Dungeons and Dragons were on the street corner and all my guy, all my buddies were there. I'm like, I'm going to go up and pitch the company right now. And they're like, no, don't do it. And I'm like, screw it. Let's go. And so I literally, apparently I'm in like a Japanimation cartoon or I don't know. Let's go. Um, uh, It's not called Japanimation. What is it called, dude? I, I, I like Japanimation. I think we should just roll with that. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's, anime. Uh, anime. It's anime. 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 <laughs> I, I, I assumed you meant anime, <laughs> yeah. but I like Japanimation so much Japanimation is opportunity. I think so. it's just a country. I don't know if that's racist, but yeah, I, I don't think that's racist. I, I, have an entire, racist. I have an entire anime leg sleeve, so like tattoo-wise, so you I'm with do? you. Yeah, love it. So that I love all this. There you go. Yes, your whole leg is is on. Um, so yeah, so I walked over and I pitched the company. And like, yeah, we love it. And we spent the next six months creating a prototype. Went in and pitched it. And now we're three years in. We all of us do it. I mean, it's a full time company. Yeah, uh, we well. have three people that work for us, but we've never taken a dollar out of the company. I mean, we we sort of because we all have day jobs and all the money goes back into sort of building this brand and. Um, we're expanding in incredible ways and we've, we've sort of carved out a really um, cool community that's, that follows us and, and we're doing great. I mean, we're kicking ass, so it's fun. Love that. How can people find yeah. you? Plug it, plug it. Yeah. So beetleandgrims.com. If you're into RPGs, we just launched a, a Pathfinder thing, which is not Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we're expanding into other elements and other gaming de- uh, like worlds and universes. Um, and it's great. It's five guys. It's the five of us who have now, like, we, we run our entire company on Zoom. We meet three times a week for like uh-huh. four hours at a time. And then each one of us goes off and runs our own element. I mean, I'm right now, so we sit here this morning. I know I'm doing this a lot. Oh. He's currently walking around the kitchen, walking finding items. The kitchen. <laughs> the, uh, like this is something that I'm, we're creating right now for Pathfinder, which is like this sort of glass in the middle. Oh, cool. And it's this wow. thing, but this is something I, I built, right? I mean, this is like, this is not something we're producing this now in China. We have vendors that are helping us obviously. Yeah. Um, but we sort of come up with these things and man, that's a whole world you, you I know nothing about. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I didn't know anything about it either. It was that thing where I was like, let's do it. And like, okay, well we need insurance. I'm like, I'll do the insurance. <laughs> yeah. You know, we need to ship things from China and get through tariffs. And so your company is okay. the same dudes that you've been playing this with for all these years. Isn't that crazy? That is yeah. an awesome. And when you thing. say, yeah, when you say you have four-hour meetings a week, is that like a four-hour meeting? Like you're just playing Dungeons and Dragons? No, we. <laughs> the thing that sucks about this company is that we have basically stopped playing. I mean, everything. Oh, Don't tell you know, fans that. Well, it's really, it's really <laughs> hard because there's, you know, when we were doing one box, you sort of your whole year goes around delivering this one box. When last year we delivered you know, four boxes. Wow. So it's just like, it's a full-time job. And right. the, you know, one of, one of our founding members is going to 
uh, leave his day job and sort of run the company full time. And yeah, wow, we're, that's great. We're making serious money and, and, it's, awesome. and it's blowing up and it's really fun and sort of a challenge and exhausting. And at the same time, we wouldn't have it any other way. So it's been great. Love that. So thank you for asking. Yeah. 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 Thank you for yeah. asking. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could talk all day, but we this is the My Top 5 podcast, so we should probably move on to uh, yeah. <laughs> Top yeah, 5. We don't want to we'll, keep we'll you all day. We'll run yeah. through these a little quicker than yeah, we we'll do. These, do. Yeah, we'll do these quick. Um, Sorry. That, I, mean, I, no. I, I, I also kind of like, I sort of hate My Top 5. I wish I had changed it, but no, let's go No, I love five. what uh, subject you picked. You but do? I will, oh, for podcast sake, ask what subject you picked. Um, I would normally say, and why, but it's n- mostly because you sent me a list and I picked that one. <laughs> I was like, what about any of these? I don't care. I just let's just get together and talk. Um, I picked my top five list of top five movies I should have been in. <laughs> Which I, I love. I love um <laughs> I'm gonna say right now that me and Luke obviously have never auditioned for a movie, which is sad for me because I would have loved in my lifetime to have done that, but I don't have the the braves to do such a thing. Um it's not too but late, Fleur. It's not never too late. too late. Not too late. <laughs> um but uh, so we're probably going to do stuff that we think we would have been cool in or would have been nice to replace someone. Like we're going to okay, do very, yeah. like very simple stuff. Um, obviously, yours is probably going to mean a lot more because you actually have auditioned no, for movies. My, don't um, say that ever again. Mine is the most <laughs> boring. It's all going to be about me and what I think I would have been amazing. Well, yeah, that's I what also, we want to know. That's exactly I, what I want to know. I also have a list of stuff I think you would be amazing in, and I wonder if maybe we'll have a crossover, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so okay. We'll, what we'll do is we'll start at five and we'll work our way down to one. Um, Luke, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first, and I'll okay. do mine quick because nobody cares what I'm acting no in because I'm not we, even yeah. acting anyway. So I'll just say, number five, if, I would be remiss if I didn't say – to just be in any Star Wars movie would be the ultimate dream. I have well, to have that to on be? my list. Who are you trying to be? Trying to be Han? Or? No, I literally just want to be like one of those like in a stormtrooper outfit people. Like you know, all the cameo no, people do the cameos. First day, first day, you're going to be in stormtrooper outfit. You'll be like, wait a sec, I should be Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm. I am. I should be Jabba the Hutt. Actually, let <laughs> me be Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> No, I literally that that was the first thing that came to my mind because I was just like that that would be awesome just to say you did any Star Wars thing would be fantastic Absolutely. for me. I'm just a fan. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll just that'll be my five general you know Star that, Wars. You know that like Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. Well, yeah, I was and looking so it up. Was like, like Prince William. The, Prince both William of the princes, was. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Craig. I looked this up. Daniel Craig, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, uh, yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt was one. Yeah, wow. both of the prince, like Prince Harry and William. Yeah, they, William. Both, yeah, they did, both it did it. Um, there's like a it's bunch like, of people, like a ton of people. Like I think yeah. some sports people have done it too. I don't even know, but that'd be awesome. It's like the so easiest way. Saying there's a chance. There's still I, a chance. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not famous, but if I could get a little famous, then I could have some weight to throw around and get in a stormtrooper like, outfit. Put me in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is my end right here. Matthew Lillard is going to get me in. Um, This is where we start. When this pod goes (laughs) yowling, everyone will hear it. Everyone's going to want me in their stormtrooper The parts will come flying at us, Luke. The parts will come flying. I didn't even know I was an actor until now. Here we are. (laughs) Um, Okay, my number five. uh, I put, well, I kind of cheated because it's a series. That's cheating. It's all cheating. I it? just said every Star Wars movie. So okay. No yeah. Well, anymore. it's not a movie series. It's a TV series. Oh. So I am technically that is, cheating. No, that's cheating. That's full um, cheating. I'm cheating, and I'm going to say uh, Emma Stone's character in Maniac, which was on Netflix. Mm. Because that's a good one. if you, you haven't seen that, 
you have to watch it. It is the most. It's so funny. Go say. No, no, you keep going. You keep going. Tell me I was I mean. just going to say it's the most. I think it's one of the best things that's been made for TV in a while. Um, I love the message. I love the acting. The acting is unbelievable. And the way they convey like dream states and working through your inner issues and struggles that you have to let go. Emma Stone was unbelievable. I could not have done a better job than Emma Stone, but I want to be in that role because of the stuff that she has to do. There's this uh, one episode in particular. She has a scene with um, her sister who has died. Spoiler alert. Um, And um, it's something that she just, she can't let her sister go. And it's so emotional. And she's talking to her and she says, I'm really tired. And her sister is like, I'm tired too. Like you have to let me go because they're going, they're just repeating the same scenario again and again. And it's just so unbelievably well done that I am obsessed with that series. I'm going to watch it again, I think, because I haven't seen it now in like a year, but um Jonah Hill, Emma Stone, unbelievable. If I could have been in anything, I would have 100% wanted to be in that. So I should have been in it, really. Should have been you. Would have done way better than Emma Stone. I I don't have any connection whatsoever to Star Wars. I wish I did. Um, The showrunner of Maniac is a guy named Patrick Somerville. Oh, wow. I played Dungeons and Dragons with. No! That's amazing! He is going to lose his mind. Oh, my God. You can tell him it's... on the list. I oh, mean, no, you don't even realize. Fleur dressed up as this character for Halloween a couple years back. I did. Like, not not the Emma Stone character. It was from that Doctor, show, though, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Dr. Azumi Fujita. Yeah. And it was an impressive <laughs> costume. I'm just going to say. Fleur went all out. The attention out. to detail. Yeah. <laughs> So this is not like a, this is not just for this moment. She's a real. No, fan. I definitely think it's one of the best things on TV in years. So you should like for originality. And Jason Siegel, who I'm obsessed with, uh, has done something a show recently, which I don't remember the name of, but it seems to be along the same vein. And I was right. a bit like, all right, copycats, but I will accept it because it's Jason Siegel. So that's fine. <laughs> who you've also starred in a movie with? Look at all these connections I, you yeah. have. I was in, I was in, he was in SLC Punk. Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 I also dated Linda Cardellini, who played Velma. Oh, really? So, yeah, so he was with us. So, I know Jason well. I used to know Jason well. I don't know Jason now. Anyway, Um, so Matt. So, yeah, so I don't, the funny thing is, I don't, hey, hey, shit, hey, buddy, hey, 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 Scoob, hey, Scooby, Scoob. Um, I don't. So I didn't make a list. That's fine. So off the cuff, absolutely fine. Like none of our guests ever do. An excuse to tell stories. That's what we're after. Yeah, we just want the stories. Uh, I will tell you. So, so if I go five, I'm going to say I'll probably. So I do have a couple that I want to add. Um, You are allowed honorable mentions, so that is a okay. Oh, that's good. I always I always forget to tell people that. You have to remind me of like a movie that I sh- that I auditioned for that I didn't get because that that should be one. Let's, and I don't Those know what are it the is stories yet. we want to hear anyway. Yeah, Those we want to hear the, the, the dish. Oh, good. Uh, okay, so let me. So things I should have auditioned. Well, I'll tell you this. So after, so this will be my five. So I'll just make stories up about myself instead of things that my honorable mention for a movie is State of Grace. Which is a uh, a movie starring starring Gary Oldman and oh Sean my god Bain. he's my favorite actor Gary Oldman well that Sorry, movie to... is like if I could be in any movie like that may be my movie um, that's gonna be my move for number five okay uh, but I so 
movies that I auditioned, things I auditioned for that I didn't get. Okay, so I'll tell so, so the first commercial audition, I've told this story at some point in my life, but it's been a long time. So the <laughs> first commercial I ever auditioned for was for Lipton Cup of Soups. Maybe not the first, but certainly like in the first time. And I was like 19 years old. I was living in Orange County. My buddy had a Jeep, like a CJ7 with like no top. And we would drive everywhere. And I said, hey, let me take the Jeep. Oh, yeah. Let me take the Jeep up to up to my audition because I felt like I would be cool and I don't know I was going up to LA it was an hour drive so I take my I take the jeep up that's the stupidest part of the story you'll ever hear <laughs> we go upstairs we go upstairs to it's this important. audition and you have to understand the only reason I ever was successful in my life is that I like talking to people so I walk in a room and I'm totally comfortable in my own skin yeah. and when I was younger, I looked like American cheese. Like I was like, hi, like these blonde hair, like these big stupid eyeballs and these crazy dimples that had nothing but creases, American fucking cheese. dimples. Um, but I would like walk in and, and when, in the commercial world, like people like you're going to make a zillion dollars in commercials. Yeah. I never, I made one commercial and that was it. Um, but I walked in this Lipton cup of soup audition and they gave you a cup of soup, right? And they were like, what we want you to do is like, we're going to they put us in a line, like five people in a line. Like, we just want you to take a bite of the soup. <laughs> so, like, I mean, number one, and like, I was making like choices. I want you to know, I was trying to be incredible <laughs> act, in this audition. <laughs> I wanted to be like, this is going to be my thing. So they go to the first woman and she like daintily eats. And this next guy is like daintily eats. And I'm like, I take the whole thing. And I scoop it up, and I'm like, just like mom used to make. <laughs> so I'm eating this this cup of soup, and I start to choke to death. Oh, no. I start no. to choke. It's like lodged in my throat. I'm like, <laughs> and I have to. This I swear on my daughter's eyeballs. This is a true story. I have, to, I have to spit back into the thing that they gave me. And I thought it would be a really creative idea if I went to back eat and it ate it again. No. I swear to God. So they're like, all right, next. And I go to, and I'm actually in the back of my mind, I'm like, I almost died, but I think I'm going to get that job. <laughs> so I go back down into the CJ7. I'm starting to drive, and I've got this like tickle in the back of my throat. I've got like oh, this God. crazy, like, oh, God, what's going on? And I sneeze, and out comes a noodle out of my nose. And I pull this noodle, and the noodle is wrapped Ah. up like in my sinus cavity as I pull this noodle out of my nose. True story, not a lie. So that's my... That's my first I like you story. being the, the Daniel Day-Lewis of cup of soup. That's my favorite. <laughs> I almost had like Joey from Friends vibes where he's doing the soup thing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I just love the fact that there I was trying to like yeah, be to extra do your background. in a cup of soup. Man, that's awesome. And, like, can you just imagine like everyone else in the waiting room like, who's this kid? <laughs> Going back kids. in on the soup is just dedication. Yeah, I mean, eating regurgitated supers is commitment. Well, I thought it was funny. Like, I, I was like, everyone's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, everyone's like around me. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, it's and a bit. I thought it it's was a funny. It's a, it was bit. a bit. I meant but to it do it that like, way. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, That's so great. five five was a film with Gary Oldman. What was it? Yeah. Amazing Grace? Yeah. Okay. okay, what are we on? Four? Um, four for me, I've got 
Uh, I've got Space Jam. I feel like I, I would oh. love to be in Space Jam just because I can hang basketball? out. Can you play basketball? Yeah, that's probably what I would be the most comfortable doing as an actor is playing basketball. Really? Oh, really? yeah. I used to ball okay. back in the day all the time. Uh, okay. I don't play anymore, but I get to hang out Why with Michael Jordan. Why don't you play anymore? And... Luke, you have to play. You get back I know. and play. I got into golf, man. It's never that too late. My life. Yeah, he's a golfer. He's a I'm golfer. I'm a big golf guy. I'm so going golfing over. as soon as we're finished. I oh, like that. Oh, nice. Any more fun? Word. Uh, no, I'm playing with a buddy of mine who's cool. great. Who I love. But yeah, Space Jam. <laughs> I get to hang out with like NBA players. Maybe I could have been like one of the bad guys, the Monstars, because they were just like ugly, fat aliens, and I could probably pull that off if I, I needed to. I don't know to. Space Jam well enough. I'm yeah. seeing a theme in all of your choices. Yeah. You want to be think, the alien, the ugly Yeah, I just want to be in a bunch of makeup and not You want to be hidden. The, hidden. Yeah, <laughs> hidden. Exactly. Yeah. It's, the weight's not on me. I'm just a participant. That's what I want. <laughs> Is that, is that is that you, your number four? My number four is um, our listeners will know this, but it's uh, Kira Knightley's character in Love Actually because I 100 percent could have done it better. That's true. Obviously, you, you should write her an email. <laughs> yeah. Well, you won't know this, Matt, but uh, I'm not biggest fan of Kira Knightley. She's talked quite and a bit of shit. On I probably Kira haven't Knightley. been quite kind about Kira Knightley, so I'm just picking a role that I'm like because I love Love Actually. It's probably the worst part. I don't want to drag you in that because you're not obviously going to say anything about that, but I'm not a lover of Karen. I really want Matthew Lillard to be like really good friends with her <laughs> and you're just like trashing her and here we are. I Kira. knew this was going to come up. Imagine. Come on in. <laughs> you got to hear this. I would say do it's your impression for it. do your, yeah, No, I just, can't do the impression. What is it? Um, do you have no, to do, I'm not do you doing it. You do? What do is it. your impression? No, I kind of. No, I that's do mean. I can't it's do it. mean. Yeah, it's mean. It's mean. It's mean. I just, I'm not the biggest fan of Karen Knightley. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a hot take. It's, a, it's a, scorching. It, our listeners will scorching know that. Take. Um, <laughs> so Where I is Karen Knightley? Where is Karen Knightley now? Probably at home. Floor would know. Kids or something. <laughs> On an island somewhere, just <laughs> yeah, drinking champagne. She's had the career I want. Damn you, Kira. Damn no. it. Um, uh, yeah, I just would love to be in love, actually. And who would I much rather replace? Kira. Because, you know, 100% could do it better, obviously. I'm obviously, obviously a way better actress. <laughs> and it was filmed in England. You're from there, so it all works yeah. out. It's almost Perfect. the same thing. Yeah. Almost Where are you from thing. in England? Who do you support? I, I'm from London. So, who do you support? Uh, we, as a Say family, right support right Tottenham thing. Hotspur. What a year for Tottenham. It's been a wild ride over the last little while. Dude, I hate Mourinho, but he yeah. is... Yeah, I hate Mourinho, uh, too. I hated him, too, until he came out. I mean, now I have to support <laughs> exactly. him. Exactly, until he came to you. Yeah. yeah. You the suck is on you fire. Who's your team? Uh, it's going to be. It's gonna sound very embarrassing. Are you going to say Man U? It's not Liverpool. I Thank said you. Man U. Um, so, it, so you have to understand. So when I found okay, football, okay. when you have to give me the prerequisite, I know I it know, means it's well, my news. When I found football, it was Ryan Giggs. It yeah. was it was school. It was um, Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. It was Beckham. Beckham. It was. I mean, it was the it. team I of get all it. teams. I get it. And and then I then I fell in love with footy, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot love Manchester United because they're the Yankees, and I hate right. the Yankees. Yeah. Yep. I love. It, it was Glory like Hannah. you know, Everton had Tom Tim Howard. I'm like, I'll love Everton, and then I didn't love Everton, and sure. then I'm like, I'll love Chelsea, and then I couldn't love Chelsea. No. Any, le- I hate Chelsea. Yep. And then I hate Liverpool. Yeah. And I just keep coming back to Manchester United. 
Well, you're, you're not a front runner fair now. They've been bad. Enough. So you're yeah, not, no they've been bad so for years. They've been yeah. bad for years. And so, like every time I say it, I feel like I have to justify it. Like I love football. I get up at seven in the morning. I yep. watch football all week. I record all the shows. I watch it all week if I'm having lunch or something. Like I love soccer. So love that's that. the best. I, play I still in the play. Play. That's why I said, Luke, you have to go back and play because I still play. That's awesome. Um, oh, I played soccer. I loved it. It's yeah, but you can still play. Like there's like I play in a league. I'm like, don't hit me in the face. It's the only thing I care about. <laughs> the money maker. Please. I blew out my knee, and I, I first thing I did was I bought new cleats because I'm like I'm coming back. Yeah. So ten I, years I ago, think, you would have had to justify being a United fan, but you're cool now. Yeah, no right good. now it's, it's, it's acceptable. Now we'll let you off. Yeah, I, as I struggle, as I struggle through this period, um, <laughs> you'll so be back. I'm confident. Oh, and that's a great, that's a great lead in. So my my fourth, uh, my fourth movie is, um, bend it like Beckham. <laughs> I know. I was like, Kara like Knightley. No. Um, well, <laughs> we I'll love Kara Knightley. I'll say my my favorite sports movie is I wish I was in Hoosiers. Oh yeah, nice. I, I, I would have loved to have been a kid in Hoosiers. But that's my that's my um, that's my that's my honorary mention. My okay. audition story is: I was at an audition for the, there's a movie called The Game of Their Lives, and um, Eric Winalda is a American soccer player who okay. was on the U.S. soccer team, and I got an audition to play. And I played I played goalie all growing up. Yeah. So I got an audition to come Peter in and play. Come in and play um, to audition for this movie called The Game of the Lives, which is about a bunch of, I think, guys from Ohio, oh, from Pittsburgh, that mm. went down to the World Cup in Mexico and beat England in a one nothing game in like 1957 or something. Okay, I was going to say. It was. it was only one game. They were a bunch of plumbers. They were a bunch of working class guys from like immigrants from all over the world. I think they were from St. Louis, actually. Mm. And anyways, I went into audition. And so they had this big open audition for like actors who could play soccer. So it was this, I got through the acting part and they wanted to see if you could really play soccer. So I'm out on the pitch, right? And we're playing. And a dude slide tackles me from behind. In the middle of like a, a 9v9 game and takes me out on the game. So what? I get up and I literally like push this fool down. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? What the fuck are you doing? Like I lose my mind. Like because that's the thing where you're like, hey, you're, I'm like I'm taking a touch and looking for a pass. And you're trying and to get a nuts. Yes. And it's like a soccer. It's like an audition. And Jeez. he line tackles me. And so at the end of the, I'm like, I fucking, I push him down and I like, it's sort of like we get broken up, whatever. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like screaming at the dude. And at the end of the audition, like the next group of guys is coming on and Scott Kahn, the actor. Scott oh Kahn, yeah. Scott Kahn. Comes up to me. He's like, dude, was that real? I'm like, what? Yeah. Dude, did you see? He like, he slid tackled me from behind. He's like, if you want to go kick his ass, I'll got, I got your back. Scott Con. <laughs> Scott Con. He would kick like, someone's hey, ass. I could see that. Seriously. Seriously. If you want to go kick his ass, I got your back. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't want to kick his ass. <laughs> Holy what shit. That's so about? good. That's True story. True story. I want to see that tag team. You and Scott Con just beating well, ass. Well, I'm the tallest guy in Hollywood. I'm 6'4". Like, I'm Oh, I'm wow. Tall. You and Conan. And Scott is not six four. No, he's so it'd have been like, like five very, eight, five nine. He, I don't, I don't know what he is, but he, you know, he's like his dad was a badass. Yes, yep. And Scott Con 
considers himself a badass. I'm not saying he is or he isn't. I have no opinion about that. But it was breaking, very there's funny beef. He, there's beef here. Yeah, I can feel the beef. Why did you say wanna, that, dude? I just I saw wanna, top five. I heard okay, you. I'll give you, you a bunch of fives. <laughs> you said I can't fight. I, I just wanted. An, I want to know if the guy who tackled you got the. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine. Like Ronaldo, uh, Eric Ronaldo was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, so I assume down, you didn't get the part. You didn't get the role. I didn't. No, I didn't get the. Role. And I said to him, "I was like, look, I'm not really good on the pit. Like, let me be in goal." Ah, uh, but classic. They, I, so I had that audition. And I didn't get that job. But classic. Yeah, it's funny. Amazing. I, I like where my stories are coming from because I have no idea what's next. This is, I, great. This is great. All right, number three. three. Um, I've got the movie Her just because I love that movie nice. so much. Uh, I love Joaquin Phoenix acting. Um, Spike Jones. Why do you love Joaquin Phoenix? I just think he's a wonderful actor. I don't know anything about his personal life, but I just no, think I he's a fantastic but why, but why? He has been in so many different roles, and I every time I've gone into the cinema to see him, I have truly believed every single one of them. Like I, I don't go in. Like there is, there are some people that you go and you're like, oh, it's it's Brad Pitt playing another yeah. role. But with him, I go and I get fully immersed. I fully believe what he's doing. I love him in the Master that uh, with Philip sure. Seymour Hoffman. He's just yeah. fantastic, and I just think he does like the yeah, like flirts. I mean, even like Walk the Lines, incredible. Like yeah. he just uh, he he fully immerses himself in the role. Like flirts. Thing. He's I a method he's actor, right? Is it. he method? I don't I know. Like he's a it would make actor. sense. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's I think he's tremendous. Yeah. I was just curious why you what about him? Yeah. I think it's just something about his roles. I just love the movies he does. I don't, I don't know well. how to describe yeah. it. I love it's good. Paul Thomas Anderson and and Spike Jones did her. I think that's I just think it's a fantastic movie. But yeah, yeah just like the way that it's set, just how surrealist it is and futury, but very like relatably future. Yeah. I just think but, it would have been fun to kind of be a part of a, something like that if I was going to make myself an actor and be in something. So I feel like that'd be a cool one to experience, but that's, that's, that was an easy one for me. I love that movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. We, yeah. It's an amazing movie. Um, my number three is the role of cat in 10 things I hate about you. There you go. Julia Stiles. Um, I, I mostly picked it just because I think the movie is such good fun. I feel like you would have had the best time recording on that set. So, um, love JGL, love Heath Ledger, um, Larissa Olenek lives in New York. She's actually a friend of our friend, actually, Luke, Caitlin's friend. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I just think it just look because they do the outtakes at the end. I love it when movies do outtakes so you can see if people actually got on during the movie. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> And it just looks like they had the best time. I just imagine, like, this long summer recording this movie and just having the best time. And I picked Cat because it's probably the most relatable to what I'm like, just kind of moody and mean. <laughs> Moody and mean? Is moody that and mean. Said? I like that. <laughs> yeah. oh the God. other one's a bit too bubbly for me, so I'll take the moody and mean with the playing guitar any day. Oh, that's that funny. sounds like you. <laughs> it does. Uh, okay, Matt, we're back to you already. Free. Oh, God. Um, well, Getting my honorary movie now is... Dun, dun. I mean, like, I, I would love to be in, I mean, you said sp- a space movie. Like, I start thinking about space. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. I, I, I would love, to, I mean, to me, that's sort of like, I like, the thing I think I do well is make-believe really, I make-believe really hard. Mm. 
So I think the the, the thing like with Star Wars sometimes it, it it goes poorly is because you don't see anything around you. So you're like, oh my, like, and that happens a lot. Like you have to maintain really high stakes when you're in a movie like mm. that, and you have to be engaged, and you have to like you have to give them it's like working with scooby-doo but you have to give them something super clear to work with because the more clear it is for you the clearer it is for the audience and when you're like pretending everything it's like it's hard to do so i mean look i i love um so one of my favorite people in this industry is james gunn Mm. who wrote scooby-doo one and two and has directed um Obviously, he's he's directed Guardians of the Galaxy. He just did Suicide Squad. Yeah, he did Slither. I mean, he's like one of like my favorite people in the world, and he's an incredible director. So my my nomination is like I would love to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. I would love to be in any James Gunn. Oh film. yeah, that's the truth. I mean, if I could do that, I would. Um, and hopefully someday we will. I mean, we've talked about it, and hopefully that happens. But that's one of those moments where I'm like. That to me is something that I covet more than anything because I respect him as a filmmaker. I love him as a person. And to me, that's like, that's making it. I don't know. Like my career has gone like this, right? I do talk about this a lot, like ebbs and flows. Like I've had great times. I've had really crappy times. We've had a reseller. We've had a seller house. We've had a downsize. I thought there are times in my life I would never act again. I'm on a TV show now called Good Girls and I'm back and I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, but this too will come down. I mean, I, I'm on an up and it will come back down. And one of the things that I look forward to is being on a set with him. And that's like, that to me is, is something like I used to really desperately want an Academy Award. I really desperately wanted to be like financially successful. I used to desperately want to be like famous. Um, and sort of all of those things have gone by the wayside. And the thing that I love now more than anything in this industry is working with people that you love and that you mm-hmm. care about yeah, and that absolutely. you're doing projects that you're inspired by and people that you want to be around. And so for me, the be all end all is to, to spend time with James on a big movie. That would be, it's been a long time since I did a big movie and I love him as a man and I love his work and I love, that idea of, of creating that universe. So that's my, that's my honorary mention. And in terms of auditions, <laughs> I did audition for guardians Two, guardians of the galaxy Two, And I'll never forget it. Cause I, I worked okay. really hard on it and it was taser face, which ended up going to a, a different buddy of his, who's like big and imposing and yeah. different body type. And, <laughs> and I auditioned for it. And, um, and I went that night, and the day after I, the night after I, the night that I, the day I auditioned, I went to a party at his house that night, <laughs> and which is like super weird, right? And you're like, you know, he has like a big. Um, my wife was with me, so I think it was like a Christmas party actually, and we were walking around the party. And I said, you know, he's got a huge party. He's a huge party at his house. And like, he's got like a thousand friends. Like he is definitely a social person. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're such good friends is like, we were on Scooby-Doo and like, we'd go play games. 
Like we would hang out and like play tag. Like we'd yeah. hang out and play mafia. Like he, like we like he's a game person and loves being around people and we like got along great. And so he in his life has all those people in his life. And so I see him across the room and he comes running over and I am dying because he I auditioned for his movie oh, today that I'm gosh. dying to do. I mean everything I just said is how I feel about him. Right. Yeah. And he comes running over, it's like, dude, you are incredible. And I was like so happy that I put all this time and energy into an audition and got that kind of yeah. response. He's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I just yeah. want you to know you were incredible. Everyone loves it. Casting director loves it. It's a long way to go, but you were definitely you did exactly what you had to do. Well, that's awesome. Amazing. That was great. Yeah, it was great. That's awesome. Do you love like a, like do you love like all the Avengers stuff? Is that like something you'd like to be? Yeah. Because you said you want to be in Guardians, but yeah. like the I huge mean, franchise of it is it desperate? I mean, yeah, desperately. I mean, it's yeah, you know, it's hard to look. They don't make a lot of movies anymore. Our industry's yeah. gone for making. You know, ten movies a year at ten million dollars each per studio to doing one movie at, at a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. And so, if you're making a quarter of a billion dollars and you have the chance to hire Matthew Lillard or the next up and coming young actor or Robert Downey, go Jr., with Matthew Lillard. You are going to go with Matthew Lillard, <laughs> which is so obvious. <laughs> um, you know, so it's hard to get that job, and you know, I'm past. I mean, maybe if I was young. You know, maybe if, you know, at, at the time when I was 27 in American Cheese and just after Scream, would I have been like one of the character actors in one of these big movies? Sure, maybe. Yeah. But it's hard to come in at 50 and sort of, you're not a superhero. Do so. you get, do you get, or like, I don't know, what's the right way to say it, but do you enjoy doing the more indie, smaller movies that are like, you know, Sundance type movies, things like that. Like, yeah, is that a route I mean, you'd love to do as well? Yeah, there's definitely, look, there's definitely a moment where it's such a, it's a great question, Luke, that in my life I have said to the universe, I want to do really big, I want to do a TV show and mm -hmm. I'm on a TV show. I've said to the universe, like, I really want to go back and do independent film. And I've had a bunch of opportunities to do independent mm -hmm. film lately. Um, so, yeah, and when it came up, look, I came out of Sundance. I mean, we were, SLC Punk was the opening movie at Sundance. The next year I was there with a movie that Dan Rosen directed called Dead Man's Curve. I mean, I've, I, I did that a movie. lot of wow. indies. A lot of indies coming up. Yeah. Um, and I love indies because that's where I get to, I get to say more words. Explore yeah. the space. You get to act. Yeah, like, you get to off. like you know the thing about my when my career when I was young, I would eat every scene because I only had six of them. If you have fifty four scenes, you don't have to try so hard. Right. And I think I'm more. I'm a better actor now than I ever was as a kid. I mean, think about what you were when you were twenty one, which right. is when I started becoming successful. Right. To what you are now at floor at twenty seven. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hold um, on to that for a long time. <laughs> Change my but, Twitter you know, bio. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, right? You're, you're just, you're having, my wife's walking back. Um, no, you're fine. That's fine. You know, you, you're different. You're just a different, I'm a different person than I am that was then. Yeah. And there's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's got done with the workout. Walking by and workout clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's the. I love it. Okay, two, Luke. 
two. All right. Um, I've got. Oh yeah, I put Wolf of Wall Street because I think I could have done Jonah Hill's character, big toothy smile, nice. big like you know, goofy. Let's see it. Let's see the smile. <laughs> Just, I need to whiten my teeth. For a those bit. of you not seeing it on the pod, his smile is big and toothy. We will Big make that a clip. <laughs> I can't even do non-toothy smiles. Like you know how Very some people true. are just like excellent at smiling. I don't yeah. have that. I big teethy. That's it. But I always look sincere, so I've got that going for me. I'm genuine. Can't Can take that I, away from uh, me. Insert quickly and say Wolf of Wall Street is on the list that I think Matthew Lillard should have been in. Oh, what? Uh, nice. Yeah. Talk, t- t- nice. talk about that. That's then. good. Well, I was talking about it with Caleb, my husband, um, and. He was like, what have you got on your list that you think Matthew should have been? And I was like, well. <laughs> let me tell and you. Let me tell you. And I said Wolf of Wall Street. And he was like, to play who? And I was like, genuinely, if obviously I think Jonah Hill was picked also for how he looked. And he was he deserved all the awards for that role because he was so good at it. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the scene where he's talking about his cousin. He's like, I'm not going to let some some other guy fuck my cousin. <laughs> Um, but i genuinely was like either in jonah hill's role or just one of the crew that worked with them that was you know in the office like there was like five that i think were like central to the characters um who were like the main guys who were like part of the fun betting on like uh strippers doing so i don't remember what kind of stuff they were doing in the office but i was like i can 100 percent see matthew lillard being in that movie just being debaucherous i find (laughs) I mean, I played the worst people on world in the world. I mean, my mother-in-law is like, you're so nice, and you played the most horrific people. Well, are I mean, we talking about skin, S- I just murdered, like, a child. Like, I play horrible people. I mean, horrible. Criminal Minds and SVU, though. Horrible yes, people, uh, again, but two of the best shows. Of just being <laughs> creepy and horrible. I don't know why. I don't know. Have you seen anything in this in this hour talking... That just leads you to believe I'm a despicable human? No, absolutely not. You're just a not. shithead yeah. is what I've learned. Yeah, so. you're just a I shithead. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hear you. Can't, losing losing contact. Oh, so, Luke, so Luke like, you wanted to be Jonah Hill. So, so me and Matthew Lillard are both going out for Wolf of Wall Street recast. Is Up what against each other. I have never seen Wolf of Wall Street. You should. What? It's a good film. Yeah. Watch it, and I've then you'll see some of the crew, and you'll be like, I would have been amazing. It's in very that debaucherous. Very, very debaucherous. I know. Floor just thinks I'm a horrible person. No, I just think you would be amazing at, you know, embodying It's very the goofy ridiculous, off the wall characters. Yeah, ridiculous yeah. stuff that they were getting up to. Um, what about you, Floor? Uh, what were we on? Two? Two. Um, I wanted to put in a movie that I think is one of the best movies of all time. Um, love Christopher Nolan. Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, I would play Scooby. I would play the dog. <laughs> you could uh, be Velma. I, think I, would I could be Velma, yeah. yeah. Um, I picked Inception and I would take over um, Elliot Page and be the architect mm. in Inception because I am That's in love with one. that movie. Um, I think it genuinely, I, I saw it in the cinema and it's the only one of the rare times I've ever been in the entire cinema was packed and the ending happened and the entire place went <gasps> at the end because everyone was like, because they didn't know what like because, you know, you're left with Izzy back in reality or not. Um, spoiler alert. And um, 
I, I just think it's amazing. And I love Alec Page. I love all that he does. We just finished Umbrella Academy, which I hadn't watched before. Actually, you should do Umbrella Academy. You'd be awesome in I that. almost did. Oh. I almost did. So the showrunner is a buddy of mine, Mark Goffman, and he was like, come do Umbrella Academy. And I couldn't get out of, they shoot in Canada and we shoot here in LA and I couldn't okay. make the schedule happen. But well, that was one, like, my kids were like, you have to do that. What are you doing? You yeah. got to do it. My, they were so bummed I couldn't do it. I mean, if they, they give you, if they offer you a bit part, you should absolutely be in it because it is Well, I was going to be brilliant. the guy that there's an apartment this last season. The yes, guy that and he's, the apartment. he's a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah, I loved that's it. What I was, um, that's what I was going to be. You would have been amazing. Just saying. So two to me, I mean, uh, you said something about, you said Titanic. No, you didn't say anything about Titanic. If you, you want to bring up Titanic, just bring it no, up, man. No, you, it's no, cool. No. It's I fine. Wanna, Is it your favorite I wa- movie? <laughs> I love Titanic. No. Uh, <laughs> no, you said, so you said, I'm trying to like build everything off of things that you guys say, but you, you were like, said Is something about the premiere, or not the premiere. You said something about watching the movie in the theater and having oh, yeah, everyone yeah. in the theater go, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Yep. And yep. to me, like I, I, I do think that I've had crazy experiences in my life where I have, like, you know, there's like sometimes in the movie, or maybe it, sometimes people have it around concerts. Like you're like, I will never forget where I was when that happened. Um, and so I, you said that and I, I remember... Like being in having that experience myself, like watching Titanic and Leicester Square and being like by Leicester myself Square. in the middle of the theater, like because I was shooting Hackers. I think it was Hackers and like crying at the end of that movie. I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened to me? It's like it was a that very was strange room. experience. <laughs> um, but then I think, OK, so then so I, I have a lot of memories of where I saw movies. Like I remember I was at the first screening ever of Blair Witch Project. That I was like terrified at the end of it. Um, but w- one of the things that I remember is I, so we were shooting, I was in a movie called Without a Paddle. And I, it's a funny movie. We watched it Halloween night with my kids. I'm like, nice. why are you in your underwear the whole time? <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> um, but we were shooting a movie in New Zealand, and New Zealand is where they shot Lord of the Rings. And the last movie for Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King, is was having its premiere, right? And Peter Jackson had spent, like, since when he started working on Lord of the Rings to the end, spent all this time and money redoing this, like, old Art Deco theater in downtown oh. Wellington. And what happened is, like, it, Wellington's like a city of a million people in New Zealand. They shot all those movies in New Zealand. We shot Without a Paddle in New Zealand. And so we had to shut down production for, like, three days because everyone on our crew was in, was in that movie, worked on that movie. So everyone was getting ready for this huge premiere. And it's a million people in Wellington. And over the course of this, like, long weekend for to celebrate the the last premiere of the last movie of Lord of the Rings, like the city sw- like swelled to like 3 million people. It was crazy. Wow. And so we got tickets to the premiere and I, and, and I, we sat one row behind Peter Jackson. So it was me and my buddy, Abraham Ben Ruby. And they knew that we were like voracious fans, Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings. Like it's like one of the, the great pieces of literature in my life. Love Lord and of the Rings. And we sat behind the cast and Be Peter God. Jackson That's for amazing. the premiere. 
of the last movie. And I'll wow. never forget. So I was playing Amazing. with my uh, – so I was sitting next to my buddy, Abe Ben Ruby, who's like, let me play D&D. Let me play D&D. Let me play D&D. And everyone says they want to play D&D, but we sort of protect that group because you don't want to like – we've been playing for years and like it's hard to bring somebody new in. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, I look over and he has tears running down his face. And I was like, oh, I have tears running down my face. And I was like, oh, you can play D&D. I see you. You're the same person I am. That's awesome. So yeah, so that's that's my that's nothing that's a movie I would love to have been in. I auditioned yeah. for Legolas. I auditioned for Legolas. Yeah, yeah. That's which great. is wow. which if you don't remember is the um No, we know. Oh, we I know, know Legolas, yeah. We literally uh, like we adore Lord of the Rings, so we know. Yeah. What, who's the guy what's the guy's Orlando name? Bloom. Orlando oh, it's Bloom. almost the same thing. Like if you look at me and Orlando Bloom, it's almost <laughs> the you guys exact are basically same. the same. Bad, basically the same person. 100% so now I am auditioning person. for Legolas. It's hilarious. Same wow, Lord of the too. Rings, man. In London. I auditioned in London for Legolas. I'm like, I think I got a shot at this. Turns out Orlando Bloom had to swoop in. What a Turns bastard. Out. What a man. bastard. All right, so quick number ones. Yeah, quick number quick one. Quick number ones. I, and then we'll I end put, on questions. I put Shaun of the Dead to keep my theme of, uh, of Great not being seen. I just want to be a zombie. I think that would be incredible. <laughs> a zombie in Shaun of the Dead would have been fantastic. Amazing. Amazing movie. Uh, my number one would have been uh, I wanted to replace Mouth in the Goonies. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's good. Just nice. because, you know, I talk a lot and everyone's always like, God, fly, shut up. <laughs> so I think I'd be a good mouth. <laughs> I think That's I'd be funny. a good mouth. Um, so I'll tell you. Okay. So I will, if I could replace anyone, okay. I would have replaced Anthony Michael Hall in every single. Oh, that's great. Um, every single one of those, uh, those movies back in the 90s, 80s that's and 90s. That's great. So but like replace that, like that John Cusack and... No, because Anthony Michael Hall, because I looked at Anthony Michael Hall, like, when you're coming up and you're sort of like an outsider looking in, you realize you're not Brad Pitt or, you know, or tough like um, Judd Nelson. Like, you're like, whose job are you going to take? Like, what, where do you live in this industry? And him and those, in those John Hughes movies are like, you could see yourself reflected and you had a chance. And when you're a young actor and it does, it's not easy and you're struggling and you see somebody who's successful, you're like, I just want food. Hello. That's, Hello. That's Macy. <laughs> Everyone on the pod, my daughter's walked by and she's like staring at me like a villain. What are you doing? I'm hungry. Okay, well, get food. Um, I'm stealing your dad for a little bit. Just He's please eat. Quietly. Please eat. No, be loud. Um, you're fine. The, uh, so, yeah. So, but when you're lost and you're looking for like somebody to identify or an archetype, it was Anthony Michael Hall. That's a so, good idea. Yeah. So, for me, like, that would be, and then do I have, like, that's my honorary mention. Do I have another, uh, like, what's my last audition story based on, like, Anthony Michael Hall? Have you ever met really, him? I think I met him at some point. But it, yeah, I mean, he does these conventions. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. I'll see him at a con and like all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Where are you at now? And then he just like had this moment where he was like almost fist fighting somebody in like a pool at the Motel 6. And you're like, oh, As you do. God. As you do. Casual, sure. casual. Do. Like, things happen. Things yeah. happen. Yeah, things it's happen. everyday life. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know if I have like another, another, 
Do I have one last good story before we get out? I don't Let me I... tell you what I think you should have been in and you think about oh, your uh, final thing. Okay, good. I have in my thing that I think you would be wonderful in a Wes Anderson, so you need to do that at some point. Mm, I can like, do that. Talking Grand Budapest, Royal Tenenbaums, I think you would have slot perfectly into those. Love it. Um, I could see yeah. that for sure. Yeah, 100%. I wrote down Inglorious Bastards because I think you would have been amazing in that. Oh, that would have been amazing. That's great. I would have loved um, it. I would love to be in a... Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also put down, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think you should have been Alder Snow. Like, get Russell Brand out of here, and you would have been there you go. right on track. And then my last thing, which I thought about this morning, because I posted it on my Instagram, um, was that I think you should 100% try and do a guest spot in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think you'd That'd be brilliant. Be That'd be funny. So just giving you some hints that I think you should be great. And now I look at my career and I think to myself, I didn't do any of those things. My career sucks. No, those are the specific things that you haven't done. Have you ever auditioned for Tarantino? No, I didn't audition for Tarantino. I have a good audition story that we'll end on. Let's end on it. Uh, but no, I don't, I've never auditioned for Tarantino. He's, you know, he doesn't really audition. He just picks whoever picks. he wants. Mm, and, makes sense. You know, and that's the thing where you're like, look, Hollywood is, Hollywood's finicky. And you sort of like, you know, you have to be the guy that, I don't know, that people think is cool that you want to work with. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, so many people are like, look, every director out there is trying to find the next Brad Pitt or the next you know, somebody, and I'm never going to be that. I'm like a guy that's been around for a long time now, and you think you know me, and I was the guy in Scooby-Doo. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I was doing a lot of indie movies and had sort of street credit, and my agent at the time was like, when Scooby-Doo came around, she's like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm glad I did, because if I didn't make that money, I would be a teacher, because I wouldn't have got through the lull. Right. And I made a lot of money on Scooby-Doo, so I would have been gone. I mean, I would never would have been, I never would have been still acting. I'd be teaching it somewhere, but I wouldn't be doing it. Um, so yeah, so that, you know, the, 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 that sort of big movie that people sort of hated when it came out really ended like an indie career for me at the time. Did, and then you, you so, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, in Hollywood, it wasn't something, it wasn't like Tarantino's like, I got to work with well, that kid. yeah, yeah, I get that. You yeah. lost street credibility. I mean, it, it did well in the box office. I mean, I was right. the lead in a movie that made hundreds of millions of dollars. But right. your your credibility, like my credibility was gone. And look, right. I've been working hard to try to get back. I mean, like doing Twin Peaks, the hardest scene I've ever done in my life. And I think that that, you know, that earns some credibility. But 100%. You know, it's hard. Like you, you just wish you had the ability to do all the roles that, mm. you know, that you can, that, that are considered cool. The reality is that sometimes you have to go and do an NBC show to pay for your, to feed your kids. I think that's any you know, career I mean, too. I mean, I you've got to give some yeah. to get some. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of to make it in anything. You've got to it's, do stuff you don't like to yeah. do. Yeah. No, not, I mean, not everyone. I mean, well, the rare few know, that get to Joaquin do everything Phoenix, they want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Keen Phoenix is like, I'll do that. <laughs> no, no, that's probably no, the, no, the no, 0.005% no, no. I would imagine. Yeah. Look, the idea that I'm still around and after 30 years is, I mean, you're, you're here, you're on a hit I mean, TV I'm show. So blessed. Yeah, yeah you, I'm unbelievable. So blessed. I love my job. I love my career. And 
And you I got love... some amazing credits too. It's not and like, you get you to know. be yeah, Christine Hendricks' husband proud. as well. And that's never a yes, bad thing. Yes, I do. <laughs> and she's divine. Um, all right, so my I had an audition story I wanted to tell. Oh my God, I was going to tell the story. Oh, so I'm in Descendants. I'm in a movie that, like, my the best movie I've ever been in is The Descendants, which stars George Clooney mm-hmm. as um, a man who finds out that his wife has been cheating on him with somebody. And long story, very short, as short as I can, I basically get this audition and I realize that I'm going to audition for the guy that's stooping George Clooney's wife. Now, I love me as much as the next guy, <laughs> but I am not the dude that's going to be stooping George Clooney's <laughs> wife. And so I get this audition and they're like, we need, I get it on Thursday night. And like, we need you going tomorrow. And I'm like, yes, I'm going in tomorrow to meet Alexander Payne who's like one of the great film directors in American cinema. And I was like, look, I read the part. I'm not going to get this job, but I'm going to go in tomorrow. And I had a commitment with my kids to take them to go see the first screening of Scooby-Doo that I'd ever done as a DVD, right? Mm-hmm. So I did. I do the voice of Shaggy. I've done the voice of Shaggy now for like 17 years, 16 yeah, years. Yeah, wow. And so I was, I was taking, because they got good grades, I was going to go take them to go see the first screening of the DVD I'd ever done. Like I had done the movies, but right. now, now the, my first film. And they were screening it for me at Warner Brothers. Like we are going, we're going to celebrate. We bought new dresses for the girls because nice. they were super young. And like, we're going to go celebrate this moment because you got great grades. So I, I, the audition turned out as a five o'clock on the west side of, of Hollywood, uh, of L.A., it's like on the west side, like down in Santa Monica. And I had to be in the valley at six. And I get there. I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'm like, can you change my time? Can you change it to a little earlier? So I say if I go at four, I'll be in there for 15 minutes. I'll have the hour and a half to get to, you know, the valley. And they were like, no, we can't do that. They can't change the time. So I show up and I end this moment in this car and I haven't worked in a year. And I have this moment in the car. I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, if I leave right this second, if I leave at five o'clock, I can probably have them hold the film for the 10 to 15 minutes it's going to take me. Or I can go in and chase a part I'm never going to get. Like, that's my choice. I can be their great dad or I can go chase a part. And so I call the I call my agent. I'm like, hey, reschedule this for next week. And my agent says to me, you can't reschedule it for next week because they didn't want to see you in the first place. We had an actor that couldn't show up, but we wanted to put somebody else in that slot. So they didn't want to see you, but we're slamming you into that slot. Wow. So now I'm seeing this car and I, I have this moment again where I'm like, I can either go chase something I'm never going to get for a part that they don't even want to see me for, or I can go be a great dad. So I was like, I'll oh, just go upstairs and I'll see if I can get in really quick. So I go upstairs and I walk in the room and in this waiting room are like five dudes that look like Brad Pitt. They're beautiful. <laughs> like abs of steel and chins that can cut a diamond. And there I am like, oh my God, what am I doing? So I say to the guys, and I have this moment, I'm like, I've got to, I've got the opportunity to work for Alexander Payne is worth it. And I'm just going to have to blow the, I'm just going to sort of get there late and take the kids late. And now I'm like organizing people to take my kids to Warner Brothers. I'll pick them up. So I ask these guys if I can go in before them and they all say yes, graciously. I'm sure they looked at me like, well, there's no way you're getting the job. Go ahead, (laughs) dummy. So I walk into Alexander Payne and I say to him, I'm like, hey. Um, I have to take my kids to this movie. I'm in Scooby-Doo. I have to go show them 
this film I'm in, I'm super sorry. Can we just do this quick? And like, just trust me, I'm charming. I promise you I can do all the words, but can we just audition real quick? He's like, yeah, totally. So I audition and he says to me, um, that's the best audition. That's one of the best auditions I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> too bad. There's no fucking way I'm getting this part. Yeah. And he's like, the casting director was like, was like, why would you say that? I'm like, look at me. I'm not going to get, I'm not the guy that's stealing George Clooney's wife. I'm just here to audition for you. It's the only reason I came in. Is like, and the casting director is like, why don't you get out of here before you say something really stupid? And I did. I left and like, I found out that night that they loved the audition and he saw people for the next like three months and he hired me. That is awesome. To play that part. So I, I played the, which is my favorite thing ever in any Q&A with George Clooney. I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the guy that stooped George Clooney's wife. The greatest role in the history of cinema. <sighs> the greatest you role. Always I mean, hang your head on that. I would just like to say that on, I've been known for, I don't find George Clooney attractive. I'm probably in a very minority. I've had to talk to I find him attractive for what it's worth. I Luke find does. him godsend. Yeah. So. I know. He's a godsend. <laughs> So when you when you say that about yourself, I'm like, no, George Clooney is not attractive. No. But that's I, that's me. But we uh, won't tell George that. But yeah, no, just tell, tell him I'm way better yeah. than him all the time. I mean, he's, absolutely. Uh, he's divine. He's the. By the way, we'll just end on not this, for me. But we can all we can all be like George Clooney in the world. The world would yeah, be a better place. That is, that is a good point. Amazing. Good I w- we were going to end with a couple of quick questions, but if you have to go, that is absolutely fine. I'm not uh, yeah. worried about um, that. I have like what time is it? Um, let's yeah, let's go through a couple. Of questions. I love you okay. guys. Man, I'm you've happy been so gracious it. with your time. You've been, dude. Yeah, you've Thank been amazing. You. Well, Thank I've you. just talked too much. No, no. Talk this too is much. great. Um, so Rosie sent in. Um, are you into true crime at all? Since you played a role where you solve mysteries, if you could solve one mystery slash crime, what would it be? Uh, it's a great question. That is definitely a question I've never been asked before. I am not a true crime guy. Oh, like no. when you go late <laughs> late at night and you see like the stories of people being murdered, I that's the last thing. Here's the good thing about me: I have a super active imagination. So I start yeah. hearing horrible stories. Like my imagination spikes, and there's nothing about me and being a father that needs to hear any of those stories. I am so with I'm that. Out. <laughs> I am so with I'm that. Out. <laughs> Yeah, only, the only mystery I have is like how Donald Trump pulled off such a huge 2016. <laughs> well, not only that, but like just the idea that in the moment where hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying and that the, this thing is spinning out of control, yeah. how people can still say he's the best way to go. That's <sighs> that's the biggest yeah. mystery I'd solve. Under, that's a mystery anyways, that all that's, people could solve or try to solve. No, never get an but answer 68 to. million people have a yeah. really good answer. Uh, um, Matthew Bromley said, what's it like to have been part of such an iconic series slash do you know when you're making something, that would be a huge hit. He's talking about Scream because obviously one of the best movies oh. of all time. Um, he says, basically, can you ever tell you're part of something that will be groundbreaking? Like when you're in the middle of it, are you like... No, we're onto something. No, every time I thought it was onto something, it ended up being t- terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
every time I'm like, this is going to be amazing. It's terrible. And I will say that like every time in my career, I thought that something was going to change sort of the trajectory or my ability to control my own destiny. It's never the thing you think it's going to be hmm. right. I mean, SLC punk, I passed on like three times. Really? Wow. I went in, I, yeah, not three times, but I, I, I went in, I passed, I passed. And they're like, they just want to meet you. And so I'm like, all right, fine, I'll meet them, but I'm not, I'm not auditioning. I'll just go talk to them. And they're like, why don't you like the movie? I'm like, I don't like the monologues. I don't think they're right. And the director's like, well, go do whatever you want to do. Take any monologue, rewrite it, and say whatever you want to say. And I did. And in doing Amazing. it, I was like, oh, I like this. And I got the job. I mean, they gave me the job. Um, so, and that's been a huge. I mean, that's like sort of like the most enduring thing in my career. Scream is great. Look, you don't have any sense that it's going to be what it is now. They're shooting part five as we speak. Um, and I wish I didn't die the first one. <laughs> well, uh, but I have heard you say that originally you were going to be in Scream 3, but they had to rewrite it because of Columbine, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah. Um, but so you're not going to appear in Scream 5 then. That's a scoop. <laughs> that, is, that is the scoop. I'm not, I'm not, they've not asked me to return. I will say, and if I they just, did, I certainly wouldn't say it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. Please don't. Um, but no, I mean, I, I get where um, Matt is coming from because, like, I saw Scream when I was 11, and we did a horror movie episode with Keith Buckley, and it was still my number one. Like, I, I think it's got this, like, enduring length that people still fall in love with because at the time, horror was kind of dead. Not like dead, dead, but. It was like sure. kind of rocky and you like reinvigorated a whole genre. So I think that's where people come with like the love. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's wild that you're just like, yeah, we're just doing this. And you have no idea that it's going oh, yeah. such an I impact. Mean, I'll never forget. We were on our way to work one night because we worked nights for so long and we're all in the same van. And everyone's talking about what they were. It was close to the end of shooting. Like everyone's talking about what they're doing next. And remember, I said I had flown out for this audition for a TV show. And the show got picked up and it was by the people that did a, a show called 30-something. Uh, and this was their next show. And everyone's like, it's going to be a huge hit on NBC. It's going to get picked up and it's going to run forever. And I remember everyone was talking about being in movies and what they're doing next. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to do this stupid horror movie and I'm going to go off and have this huge raging career uh, in, on this TV show. And cut to the TV show never even got picked up and the movie ends up being, you know, this iconic piece of cinema that's, yeah. you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, and your kids. I mean, the crazy thing about that thing, the crazy thing about that movie is that we were all so young and we were all kids and nobody had any expectation of anything. And so sort of like this, the, it was like sort of like your first love. I mean, all of yeah. us have this soft spot in our heart for that film, I think. By the way, I love Keith Buckley. <laughs> I love Keith Buckley. Yeah, he's awesome. Incredibly like, intelligent. Yeah, amazing. So amazing bright, guy. so lovely, so caring, and so violent when you see him oh, on yeah. stage. They, every yeah. time yeah. I die, is like the I, I would go when I was on the Vans Warped Tour. Um, are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, hello. It hey. froze. Yeah, hello. Okay, good. Um, I would. I was on the Vans Warped Tour with this. Um, with this movie, Fat Kid. And every night, uh, my friend Kate would take me over and we would go watch from the stage every time I die. Yeah. And they would go bananas. Yep, they're incredible. And I was like, 
I, 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 the violence in that pit was crazy. Oh, and yeah. to hear Keith, who is so sweet and so sincere and like <laughs> so honest and like these great conversations and like you go, <laughs> it was crazy. Great impression. Oh, that, was, that was a perfect he's such, he's so dichotomy. He's such a the dichotomy of that man is incredible. He, I love yeah. him. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you well, so much um, for being a part of this. This was great. Yeah, much love you guys. Be good.